Hello, people of the world. It is August 2021, and this is What the Funcast, episode 122. That is three whole numbers. <laughs> That's what your fingers are on. Anyway, it is August 3rd. It is crazy. This year is flying by. Um, I'm one of your hosts, Paul, and joining me is Mr. Valhalla himself, Ahmed. How are you? Hello. How do you do, sir? <laughs> so happy to wow. be on the show. He's he's fancy. Um <laughs> Anyway, we're here to talk to you about all the things that you want to hear about, like, I don't know, video games, entertainment, uh, bantering about burping, I don't know. Uh, you can catch us live uh, on twitch.tv slash whatthefuncast every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Um, so we did start recording it live. A few people that actually listen told me that they didn't know that, so I want to make sure everybody knows it now. So if you don't know it now, I don't know what to tell you, but every, every 8 p.m. at night, every <laughs> Tuesday at 8 p.m. at night, we record live on Twitch, and then it goes, and Ahmed bundles it up, wraps it with a little ribbon, puts a little bow on top, puts your favorite glitter all over it, and then puts it on all of the podcast services that you know and love, much like Spotify and Apple and Google Play. And also what YouTube. If you missed the live recording, and also you can watch the video recording on YouTube because they do you expire off of, uh, off our Twitch page after like 60 days or something. Um, but they all Yeah, because Twi- Twitch hates fun. so um, Basically. They yeah, say, what the fun, what the no fun. I think. <laughs> what the no fun? <laughs> Speaking of no fun, how was your week, Ahmed? What's going on? Not much. Um, just been hanging in there. Not really doing. I mean, it's just kind of the, the dog days of summer. Um, so just you know, enjoying the weather. Being I a, hate that you said that, but it's like that a real thing. Off your tongues like so easily. It's a thing. But yes, it's Google Podcast, not Google Play Music. Um, but so we're on Google. But um, yeah, no, just been nobody. There. Nobody uses Google, so losers get iPhones. Wow. You can I use Google it. Podcasts on iPhone. It's not restricted. Oh, uh, can you use Apple Podcasts on Google? No, and that's Apple's fault. I don't know what to tell you. Mm-hmm. Actually, you probably can, because <laughs> Apple Music is on is on Android. Um, but yeah. Uh, anyway, yes, the dog days of summer go on. Yes, dog days of summer. I have actually started watching things with my eyes again, because I feel like for the past few weeks, I'm like, I haven't watched anything. I haven't played anything. I don't know what I'm doing. Um, but I did even I played in two new games. Watched. I guess five movies, technically. Well, no, four movies and a whole series that I binged through because I couldn't stop watching because it was ridiculous. Um, but I guess I'll start with the games. So, well, no, actually, I'll start with the movies, and then I'll... I know what I'm doing here. So I watched Fear Street, parts one, two, and three, which are all three on Netflix. Um, I watched them on Sunday, and it's it was pretty good. It was a lot of fun. It's a very, like, silly, campy, um, kind of, like, slasher horror movie uh, trilogy. Um, and I really enjoyed it. It got me in the Halloween mood. So happy Halloween to everybody. Um, Paul will argue and say it's Christmas, and Paul's wrong, so that's fun. Um, but anyways, happy Halloween. Um, and then I also watched Bo Burnham's Inside special, which I'm in the minority on this one because I know a lot of people liked it, and I was, like, excited about it. And then I watched it, and I was like, oh, this is... I don't know why they even labeled this as comedy because it's kind of just depressing. It's exactly what it sounds like. Bo Burnham made a movie during quarantine when he was stuck inside. Um, and yeah, it wasn't exactly my cup of tea. I kind of was almost like ready to turn it off in the middle, but I was like, I made it this far. I might as well finish it. But the Jeffrey Bezos song is really fun. Um, that's the best thing that's come out of that. I'm sure you've heard it all over TikTok at this point. Um, no, I haven't. I don't want to hear you it. You probably have, and you don't realize it's the one, but it's the one. It's like CEO entrepreneur born in 1964, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Bezos. You ever heard that? 
copyright. Now, now we're going to copyright claim against us. Thank you. No, I haven't. Well, well, now you have. It's been stuck in my head for like two weeks. Um, but anyways, yeah, it was interesting. I don't know. I didn't really get the hype. I was not that satisfied with it. So, sure. Congratulations to Bo Burnham, I guess, though. Um, but I also watched Sexy Beasts, which is a Netflix original dating show. And the premise is like it's all blind dates. And the way they get it to be a blind date is everyone's in this like extremely elaborate like makeup and costumes and whatnot and it's so ridiculous i like could not stop watching i think there's only six episodes and i watched them all in like one sitting because it's like this is insane i love it um i don't know it's it's definitely worth a watch at least an episode or two specifically the one with the panda that one's like the one that one's hilarious are they separate episodes, or is it one, is it like a... No, it's every episode, it's like a different person that dates like three people and tries to like pick their favorite of the three. Oh, uh, yeah. okay, okay, okay. Um, so they're all like, you can watch them in any order you want. The panda episode is absurd. It's like absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. It's like completely trash reality TV, but it's so funny. Um, How long are the episodes? Like... 25 minutes or 30 minutes they're not that oh that's long. perfect we're gonna we're, we're gonna watch one tonight yeah they're good they're good um but yeah besides that games i tried the ascent actually yesterday on stream um which is a i don't know how to describe it i guess it's a it's like a twin stick shooter mixed with like a diablo type rpg um and it was pretty fun i'm enjoying it uh i had to run it on like super low settings because surprise surprise i still don't have a new graphics card and apparently trying to run the game on high settings while also streaming was causing like Microsoft Flight Simulator type issues. So where it was like one frame every minute. Yeah. Um, so one day I'll get a graphics card. But regardless, the game is uh, is a lot of fun. I don't know if I'm actually going to like sit through and beat it. It's a Game Pass game. So I have to like, it's not like I bought it with money, um, but it's enjoyable. I'm into it. Um, and then we also played Pokemon Unite with guest stars Justin and Nuge. Who joined us on last Thursday stream? Um, last Thursday, yeah. And it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. It's like a, a multiplayer online or massively online battle arena, whatever MOBA stands for. Something about a battle arena. Um, but it was a lot of fun. Uh, I think it was like the first Pokemon game that I like legitimately played. Like I still haven't played Let's Go Eevee that I still own, but whatever. Which is so funny because that's like the most like this is the most radical not pokemon yes. game like it doesn't count ever. as a pokemon game i feel like it's like a it's a what's the word it's league of legends skin to pokemon right um but it's very fun it's a free to play available on if uh available on switch if you have a nintendo switch online so definitely check that out um but yeah i've been enjoying it but i didn't play it since thursday paul you i think you've played more than i have i've been i've been playing it like here and there because it's literally a 10 minute battle or whatever yeah. so i've been playing and I'll tell you what, thank God for Nugent Justin explaining the rules because had they not explained it the way they did, I was I would still be like failing miserably. Yeah. But anyway, um, you know, they did a multiplayer online battle arena is what Justin just said. Yes, there we go. Um and I also I, I too, Carla, fell asleep watching him and play the ascent. <laughs> um But uh yeah, so it it was good. I mean I'm like level nine, I think now, and it's funny because I was talking to Logan about it. And he was like, oh, all I see is all this stuff that it's pay to win. And then Nuge had mentioned, and uh, and Justin, well, I think all of us kind of concluded, that we were curious how it's pay to win. Um, and the reason why it's pay to win is because I guess you can buy different held items, and the held items are overpowered. Mm. So, like, you have a character that has a certain held item, whatever it might be, health or otherwise, 
um, or strength, and it's like extremely overpowered. So I think you're looking at like the minority. Like I played a bunch of rounds and um, we won a bunch of them, and I think that was just because of strategy more so than anything else, uh, which is why I've been enjoying it. So I don't know. It's something different. I never played League of Legends. I never played Dota. Um, yeah, I never played any of those games, but this was super cool, and I've been enjoying it a lot. And I've still been playing Nine Tails the same way I did on <laughs> Thursday night. So hopefully we can uh, we can get into it again and and play maybe on Thursday. I didn't see what everybody said. I know we were trying to play last night, and then it didn't work. Um, and then we tried to play tonight, and I don't think uh, everyone's free. So we'll have to see when News and Justin are available again, and we can all play again. Maybe maybe on Thursday. Um, yeah, if not, maybe over the weekend or something. So, yeah. but it was a lot of fun. I, I really enjoyed it, and I've just been picking up and playing it. And I was also, um, I was telling Logan how I guess I just shouldn't buy games anymore because all I play is Tetris ninety nine and Pokemon Unite, all these free games, <laughs> all the and free games, I pay money for games I don't play. Oh my god! So, um, but yeah, so it's it's been it's been enjoyable. I like it a lot. Yeah, it was good. Um, what else have you done? Oh, week. oh, yeah, that, that was my segue into you, basically. <laughs> I felt, uh, yeah, I fell down a rabbit hole here of um, IGN reviewed Pokemon Unite, mm. and they didn't give it a review score, which I don't 100% know why, I guess because it's like a free game. Um, yeah, and I guess it's kind of you know, ongoing so. and still like, it's like, a, it's a service model game as opposed to being like, this is the final release, so it's hard to review those kinds yeah. of games. Right, yeah, I know, I 100% agree with you. And it's funny, because I guess they included, for some reason, all the Pokemon reviews they've ever done before, um, which is interesting to see, because like I've played a good amount of most of these games, except for the newer ones, I guess, maybe not as much. But um, but anyway, it's just interesting to see the review scores that they've gone through and whatever. They gave like the first four Pokemon games, like Perfect 10s. Um, and there's just so much nostalgia for those games. But anyway, I'm I'm uh, I'm going off the edge here and going off track. Off the anyway, edge. what did I do? Don't go off the edge, please. Well, you know what I mean. <laughs> um, no edges. Uh, I guess I'll start with games first, and then I'll move into screaming about all the entertainment stuff that I consume this week. Uh, so Pokemon Unite we talked about. Um, I've tried Chasm, which is a... Um, let me look up what they describe it as. It's another indie game. It was a uh, on Switch or Game Pass. It's a it's on Switch. Mm-hmm. It's a Metroidvania type of game, um, develop develop or developed and published by a studio. Oh no, the studio is called Maryland. Anyway, I was like a studio in Maryland. No, <laughs> um, a studio named Maryland, um, and it was like I don't know. It's on sale for like three or four or four or five bucks, and I don't know. It's a lot of fun. It's it's right up my alley where it's like sixteen bit ish, and. Um, you know, it's it was a fun little game. I picked it up. I played it for about an hour, um, and I'm gonna play more of that. It was fun what I played. Um, I have so many indie games I need to play, and yet I play all these bullshit free games instead. <laughs> uh, so I played Tetris 99. Uh, I've been I've been getting back into that. I played a little bit of that before we played Pokemon Unite on Thursday, um, and then I've been I was talking to Ahmed off stream or off uh, recording before, but I played a little bit of um, actually a fair amount of Overwatch which I know I probably shouldn't be playing um, given everything that started to come out over the past, I don't know, 48 hours or so, additional details about the whole Activision Blizzard craziness going on. But we'll get to that shortly. Uh, But I've been playing Lucio Ball because it's been an easy de-stressor, and I've even played a little bit before work on some days. So um, that's been helping relieve some stress, which has been nice. Um, On the media front, we dove into uh, Space Jam A New Legacy on Sunday, and... You know, it was like, I was telling Lauren, I'm like, I was so excited for the sequel because I have so much nostalgia for the original, and I've seen the original so many times. Um, 
and I was super excited for it, and I just like I understand where everyone's coming from with the with the critical part of it, right? Where it's yeah. like spend more time on like the Looney Tunes and less time on like showing off all the properties because everything. I mean, I don't know if you guys consider this a spoiler, but I mean, you're probably going in there for like the nostalgia more so than like the storyline. Yeah. But there's a server verse, and Don Cheadle is the. Uh, is the is the villain um and he you know like the server verse literally is like where all the warner brother properties are so like they went through like they didn't like actually have some of the characters like there were some cool cameos but a lot of it was like very unnecessary it's like a logo or like hogwarts in the distance and like people flying on broomsticks it's like okay like that's just so unnecessary like i get where they were going Mm. but it's one thing if they like showed off some of that stuff but they didn't anyway all in all, like, the last, like, act, I guess, like, the last half, we'll say, or the last quarter was probably the best. Um, and, yeah, it just didn't have the same magic that the original had. So, either way, it was enjoyable. It was free. It was on HBO Max, so it's not like we went to the movies or anything, so we enjoyed it. Um, we have not watched Jungle Cruise yet. I really want to watch Jungle Cruise. Um, trying to debate if we're going to go and see that in the theater or just get it on Disney+. Plus. Um, so I, I don't know what we're going to do. Cause you know, forget it on Disney plus. I can just watch it after work one day. The theater is more of a voyage. It seems. Yeah. Um, there's a, a quite a few movies that came out this past weekend that I want to see jungle cruise, the green Knight, the new movie with Ted Patel. And, uh, I saw that. I saw people talking about that. Yeah. It seemed it's, there was a lot of hype about it last year when it was supposed to come out and then it was delayed obviously. So that's finally out. I think it's critically acclaimed. Yeah. Um, and then there was this like horror movie that came out. That's also pretty Highly acclaimed, apparently, The Boy Behind the Door. I don't know. There's so many movies that are coming out all of a sudden, and I'm like, wait, slow down. Like, yeah, it's it seems, well, it's funny because, and we'll, we'll get to this in a little bit, but it seemed like that was going to happen with video games as well, and then they all got delayed. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, that's another yeah, story. No, video game development, um, I think, takes a little bit longer. Like, these movies are finished, and they just got to find a date on the release calendar. So, Well, right, right, right. And so it's interesting because I was looking on Disney+, Plus, and there's that, that series with... Um, Monsters at Work? We talked... No, 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 no. We talked about it on the podcast once where, like, Dwayne Johnson is, like, narrating um, oh, like, behind the scenes of, the like, attractions, attractions or whatever. Stuff. Yeah, I have it on my list to watch, but I started watching it, and it's, like, mm. Oh, really? I started watching God the damn. first one, like, the Jungle Cruise episode, I think it was, and just the way that it's narrated and the way it's presented, oh. it's very, like, goofy and silly as opposed to being, like... Like I, I, I imagine it was gonna be like the <laughs> give me story. that defunct land. Stop. <laughs> Stop. Give it to literally. Me. I thought it was gonna be more like defunct land, but it's like very much like, you know. Okay, this is a really specific reference that not everyone's gonna understand. But you know when you're in a Disney hotel and you turn on the channel and that one interviewed lady like talking to people, and she's like, "Guys, you gotta check out Typhoon Lagoon. They have the craziest slides." Like that's how it's presented, and I'm like, "This is stupid. Oh, I don't like this." So I didn't even finish the episode. Oh, so that's so unfortunate. I'm sorry to dash your dreams, but one less thing to. Have on you your just list. saved me a lot of time. Yeah, exactly. yeah. You just saved me some time. Yeah. I'll watch uh, Sexy Beast instead. Oh my god. Um, uh, what is this? Like, there's so much stuff on. Carla's right. Uh, Suicide Squad comes out this Friday, and apparently that's extremely critically acclaimed. There. Sorry, I was <laughs> getting there. Carla already Carla. Carla beat you to it. Slip and slide squad, please. <laughs> um, no, but we're gonna talk about things in theaters. Like that is one thing that um, definitely want to see. That. I, like I have been reading all these reviews about Suicide Squad, and like. To be fair, I'll probably just watch it on HBO Max as well because that'll be a good... Like, Is it coming HBO Max as well? Yeah. Oh, yes. Okay, nice. <laughs> yeah. So, Although, like, I feel I like mean, that would be a fun one to watch in theaters, I think. It, I think it would be a fun one to watch in theaters, but seeing as I have like so 
limited knowledge of DC, like, I kind of want to watch it on HBO Max to really get, like, I can, like, pause it and, like, read stuff if I need to. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe I'm being dramatic. But, yeah. I don't know. I, not that I don't want to go to the movie theater, but I still, like, I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, that's, I don't know. It is what it is. Yeah. Um, it's, no, it, but, I feel you. It's a hassle to be like, okay, now we got to get dressed and take a shower and go to the theater yeah, and drive like there. Yeah, you just sit. Yeah, you just sit in the living room and be like, click, click, click. Mm-hmm. Like, I know uh, people you can, are going to, you know, hate me for it, but I don't know what to tell you. No, no it's it's all about so, having the option, but I guess. It's all about, it's all about the um, convenience. There we go. I'm like, what's the C word? Yes. Convenience. Um, yeah. But yeah, so Suicide Squad, as Carla mentioned, is coming out uh, on Friday, and I'm super excited for that because I actually watched the IGN review of it, um, which, not that they're like a good source for movies, but yeah. it gets, you know. It gives me what I want. Like I don't need like, a, like blatant spoilers, but I just need like someone's take on it just to hear what it's about. Yeah. And I've never seen any of the DC movies, and I was super excited for the original Suicide Squad, and then it was garbage Squad. So <laughs> I didn't even bother watching yeah. it. Now that this one's good, I am so ready for this one. I'm really excited. Yes. Um, and it brings back all the hype that I had for uh, the original. So what I was going to say about um, Disney Plus is that High School Musical Musical the series officially over. Season finale came out last Friday. I'm so sorry and, for your um, life. <laughs> this is so sad, yeah. So it's uh, I've got my dose of teen drama, and now I guess I'm going to have to wait another year and a half or whatever it's going to be until season so three comes did out. did they announce so, season three? Is that happening? I'd imagine they are. Here, let me like, look did it, it I mean, without spoilers, did it end in a way that leaves room for season three? I guess season one didn't. Oh, really. these... These things always leave room for season three. I guess. I mean, it could end. It could end right now, I guess. Mike, I guess, um, not concerned, but I, I would think, like, well, besides the fact that, like, Olivia Rodrigo and Joshua Bassett are, like, the struggle, and she wrote a whole album about how she hates she, them. <laughs> but, like, yeah. like, obviously there's drama there, but also she's, like, gaining significant fame as a result of this album. And, like, I don't know. Is it, like, is she going to have time to do a silly Disney Plus show anymore? Like... Now that she's, I'll have you know. I don't know. I was reading the Teeny Bopper blog, (laughs) and Olivia Rodrigo has confirmed that she is fully dedicated to High School Musical for at least two more seasons. Okay, there you go. All right. She says that now. Wait till she hits her. uh, Well, till she goes on a world tour, and she's like, "Hmm, actually, suddenly. Anyways, hold on a second. What? What happened? (laughs) Pop buzz. Olivia Rodrigo might leave High School Musical Musical the series (laughs) ahead of season three. Look what I said. I was just saying that. God damn it. Because, like, the the whole rise to fame and the whole breakup, like, all that happened during the production of season two. So, like, or, like, probably post-production, because I feel like it was filmed earlier on. So, like, what was on screen is probably, like, filmed way before any of this happened. So, I don't know. Things change. Like, I'm sure if she didn't uh... become a huge pop star with, like, a bunch of number one singles, then she probably would have stuck on. But, I don't know. I'm sorry to break your dreams. I don't know. <laughs> Speaking with The Guardian in May, Olivia refused to discuss her relationship with Disney. When asked if she looked, if she is looked after by them, she said, oh, ho, ho, these are hot topics. And then explained that she doesn't want to, quote, get her foot in her mouth. Olivia also revealed that she is committed to High School Musical for two more years, but wants to now focus on music. Anyway. Mm. All right. Let me not get any more depressed, please. <laughs> um, it, it doesn't matter, actually. So. I mean, to be fair, like, the show is good with her, but this season, I feel like, took the spotlight off of her, and maybe it was intentional, but, like, there was a lot more character development for some of the other characters. Okay, because, like, the first season Um, was kind of her story. Is this season a different, like, it focuses on different characters? Yeah, it focuses a little bit on different characters, so it's 
it's yeah focused on uh same characters but developing them a little bit more and and i think it would still be good without her too even though she's really good in it um you know yeah, yeah i agree with you there's obviously trauma between the two of them so I don't want that. that spilling onto the set you know um <laughs> I mean, but speaking knows. of drama, the last thing that I watched that is also almost over is The Bachelorette. <laughs> Buckle in, people. We got lots of drama coming oh up. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, no, we, we, it's like, you know, I don't know. We watched it with my sisters and my mom, and, um, you know, it's, it's just, it's just the most ridiculous it's... show on the planet. It is like the most cringeworthy show at times. Like, and, like, the minute you kind of get, like, oh, this is a little bit interesting, it's, like, some stupid nonsense happens. You're like, what the hell yep. It's always, like, is going the on? production team and the editing, it's, like, with the sound effects. Like, nothing could be happening but to, like, zoom in on someone's face that's, like, maybe mildly, like, resting bitch face or whatever. And, like, that that shrill she, sound. Hold on. It's, like, Hold on. She locked herself in her room, right? Because she was, like, having, like, a freak out, right? And they just kept zooming in on the doorknob. Zooming in on the mirror. Zooming on the doorknob, yes. showing a pan of her living room with nobody in it. Like, zooming on the doorknob. I'm like, this it's is like, horrible. It's just, they don't have footage. So, they're like, okay, well, let's do some random things. Add right. a sound effect here. It's, it is the number of times drama. this woman has chased after men down this goddamn stairwell <laughs> is ridiculous. Like, it is just, like, it, it's it's whatever. It's, it's kind of fun to watch, but there's times where it's like, this is ridiculous. It's just so, so, so ridiculous. That's reality TV. So, um, anyway, we're now 22 minutes into the episode. As usual, we're going on and I'm spieling. Yeah, nonsense. we have quite uh, a bit to cover. <laughs> yes. All right. Let's jump into it, into the hot news, not hot toppies or hot topics or hot toddies. Uh, hot toddies are coming, though. It is Christmas. Uh, so <laughs> yes. hot news for entertainment. Let's jump right into it. Why don't you take the first one? Because you were hella hyped about this. Yes. So this is a little bit old. This actually came out like right after we recorded our last episode two weeks ago. So this one's a little bit, uh, wait, let me turn off this ring light. My face is like way overblown. Okay. Cause the, my screen is very big and it's my own light apparently. Um, wow. Black Panther sequel is he? has cast Michaela Cole um, in Black Panther uh, Wakanda Forever, which is super exciting. So this one comes from Variety. Um, character details are locked up per usual. Insiders say Cole has joined director Ryan Coogler at Atlantis Pinewood Studios where projected production began last month. Uh, Marvel Studios declined to comment on the matter. Um, but she is known for actually being in a few things before this. Um, she I kind of exploded last year during the pandemic with her HBO Max series, I May Destroy You, which was critically acclaimed and uh, got four Emmy nominations for writing, directing, and producing, and starring. Um, but before that, she was also in Black Mirror. Uh, she was in her own Netflix show called Chewing Gum, which I think is hilarious and needs season three, but probably won't get one at this point because it's been so long. Um, she actually was in Star Wars Last Jedi. She had a little cameo in there. Um, so this is super exciting. Uh, I love her. I think she's an incredible actress. So I, I look forward to seeing what her role is. Um, Chewing Gum is so good. It's such a funny show. Um, and then speaking of other people joining the MCU, well, not joining. This was kind of a comeback. And this might be a mild spoiler. Paul just warned me. Um, so, you know, if you're spoiler reverse, cover your ears for the next 15 seconds. Um, but Vincent D'Onofrio, uh, of Dar uh, Daredevil fame, he was Wilson Fisk and Kingpin in the show, on uh, the Netflix show. He's apparently going to be reprising his role as Wilson Fisk in the Disney Plus series Hawkeye. Um, so that's super exciting. I don't know if that's, uh, 
I don't know what this means for like Netflix and Marvel, like the Netflix Marvel shows and how they incorporate into the MCU because they're no longer technically MCU canon. Um, but it's good to see that they're kind of not replacing characters and they're using people that are already recognizable. Um, I don't know. It's super exciting to me because it spells hope that maybe, you know, Charlie Cox isn't finished with Daredevil or Jessica Jones isn't finished with, uh, I'm sorry, Kristen Ritter isn't finished with Jessica Jones and um, whatnot. So you said you said that the Netflix shows are not canon. Is that you just saying that or is that confirmed? I'm pretty sure that was confirmed. Okay. I'm pretty sure that was confirmed that they're no longer like part of the official like MCU canon. Um, mm. But then I waste my time watching those garbage shows like Daredevil. Wow. Okay. I'm only kidding. Mm-hmm. Don't cry. Mm-hmm. I mean, tell me when does Hawkeye premiere? Oh yes, Hawkeye premieres on November 24th. Happy Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Screw Halloween. Yes. Oh, I'm so excited. Um, so excited for that. Go watch Black Widow. Uh, this. <laughs> Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Black Widow. Black Widow is fantastic for anyone that has not seen it yet. Um, yes. So, you want me to take the next one? Yeah, go ahead. I know a little bit about this. Uh, so, so, do I. so it's all good. We're on the same knowledge base oh. for this. Oh, good, good, good. Um, I don't know anything about any any nonsense Netflix shows or uh, you know Don Refrios or whatever this man's name is. Um, anyway, uh, that was I, I butchered that. <laughs> I don't there. know what I'm you're like, saying. Oh, that, sound, that sounded funny in my head. Don Refrio, Don Refrio. This man's name is whatever. Denofrio. Anyway, let him live. Denofrio. Uh, he's living. So anyway, Marvel's What If is the next major show to hit Disney Plus, uh, and it is coming out in August or starting in August. And we did get confirmation this week that it is canon to the MCU, which is massive because that means the multiverse is here. The multiverse is real we're going to start seeing stories from the multiverse. So um, I guess mild spoilers again, maybe. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, if you, it's like we're in the territory now that like everything is a spoiler, right? It's, it's at the point where, um, you know, like the events of Loki happened. If you haven't watched Loki, go watch it. Me saying whatever I'm saying doesn't really matter because there's still stuff that happened in Loki that, you know, is specific to Loki, if that makes sense. Um, so, Either way, it, the title of Doctor, the next Doctor Strange movie coming out in early 2022 is Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. So yes. that should give you a, a hint, which we didn't know shit about shit back when. And we were like, we don't know what that means. Now we know damn well what it means. Yes. Um, so it's getting super exciting. It's getting super confusing. I was even talking to Lauren about it. And she's like, I'm officially already confused. And like, what <laughs> if is going to make it even more confusing. Yeah. So what if the premise of what if for those of you living under a rock and maybe that don't know is that it's going to explore, um, what if kill Killmonger, uh, rescues Iron Man from the exploded van from the first movie. And you okay. What's happening? Me? I'm fine. Oh yeah. You like, you like raise your arm. No, no, I'm good. And then put it down. <laughs> Everything's oh. fine. I was like, I was like, like what are you doing? I thought you were talking to like Lauren. I'm like, why are you looking at me? What are you talking to Lauren? No, 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 no. <laughs> no I was talking to her like earlier, earlier, earlier. We're good. No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> anyway, your arm's floating. Um, yeah, see, this way you need to watch live. Uh, so anyway, it's it's pretty much about stuff. If like Killmonger rescued um, Iron Man from the van in the first Iron Man movie instead of like the military or whatever. And like then Iron Man becomes evil and stuff like that, right? Um, what if, you know, Captain America was actually played by uh, help Agent me Carter? What if it was Captain Carter? Agent Carter. Yeah. Captain Carter, yes. So like all these different like what if sort of scenarios. What if Gamora was the Mad Titan instead of Thanos and stuff like that? So all these really cool ideas that pretty much would be come, you know, 
whatever uh, thought up of by you know maybe children or people with like a vast imagination, they're bringing that to life now in uh, the animated series. So anyway, let's jump right into it. Uh, IGN reports on that it is officially MCU canon. Uh, so they're quoting here, speaking to IGN, what if head writer AC Bradley made it very clear that despite its animated style and anthology premise, everything in the show is being considered as canon. The events of what if are canon. It's part of the MCU multiverse. The multiverse is here. It is real and is absolutely fantastic, people. Uh, there's one MCU connection that Bradley was less forthright on. However, uh, whether writes Uatu? Yeah, Uatu. Is one of the Watchers. Yeah, Uatu the Watcher, or yeah, Uatu the Watcher is like in the comic books is who like branches off these timelines or whatever from the main timeline for like the what if mm. scenarios. But the watchers were also uh, at the end of guardians of the galaxy volume two. Um, so that's what that's right. Those were the gold people, right? I think so. They were like gold or whatever. Vaguely? Yeah. I remember this vaguely. Yeah. And they stole rocket stole like uh, a grenade or something yeah. or a bar of gold or something, something or other. Okay. I remember this. Yeah. Uh, writes Uatu is one of the watchers we previously saw at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Uh, once again, I guess that's a spoiler for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, and not that. Sorry, too but, late. Like, come uh, on, get it together. <laughs> as we learned, Bradley accidentally pitched some of the plot of Guardians Three while coming up with what if storylines, and the writer clearly doesn't want to step on the toads of any other MCU projects. Uh, this will be Chadwick Boseman's final performance as T'Challa, who becomes an alternate Star Lord in the course of What If. This take on T'Challa is lighter, funnier. And flirtier? I guess. it's There's a weird type Fly- on It's like flyer tier, but I think it's supposed to be flirtier. Yeah, I think it's supposed to be flirtier yeah. than the Black Panther we know. What if premieres on August 11th, exclusively on Disney+, and we'll see the return of multiple MCU actors who reprise their roles in animated form. This includes Haley Atwell as Agent Peggy Carter, Sebastian Stan as Bucky Barnes, Chris Hemsworth as Thor, Jeff Goldblum as the Grandmaster, Tom Hiddleston as Loki, Natalie Portman as Jane Foster... Paul Rudd as Ant-Man, Josh Brolin as Thanos, Samuel L. Jackson as Nick Fury, Mark Ruffalo as the Hulk, Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark, and the late Chadwick, Chadwick Boseman as T'Challa. But who's missing, Ahmed? Mr. Drax, Dave Batista. And funny enough, someone tweeted and said, Hey Dave, why won't you be voicing Drax on What If? And he quote tweeted and he said, Let's start with, I was never asked. And then James Gunn replied, director of the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, going, What? So... <laughs> Yeah, I I don't I saw something I saw something about like and we were talking about this off stream, but I remember seeing something like Benedict Cumberbatch wasn't going to be doing Doctor Strange either. Um, what if actors Which, not asked? For most, like I would assume, or I I think it was assumed that like for a bunch of these actors that couldn't do it, like you know Scarlett Johansson's not on this list, Chris Evans is not on this list. I don't know if they're you know their characters even featured in any of these episodes, but there are a few notable names missing. But like you would assume it's because of scheduling conflicts or whatever. But like to not even be approached, come on, yeah. come on. That's shame. um. Let me see. See, Scarlett Johansson isn't voicing Black Widow on Marvel's What If. Um, that was two days ago from comicbook.com. Yeah. Uh, Haley Out will becoming Captain Britain. Scarlett Johansson will not be reprising her role. Johansson claims that... Di- oh, that's the next article. Yeah. That's more Marvel drama coming at you. Dave Bautista is not the only one that got a... Well, actually, it's more so Disney drama, I guess, than Marvel drama, because this is I has thought... a potential blow-up. We'll talk about it in a second. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. You can talk about it. I'll um, look for the article that I'm thinking of. Um... Okay, yeah. So, Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. 
uh, as you may have heard, is suing Disney for the release of Black Widow. Um, so this, I want to keep this short because this there's a lot of like updates and back and forth and Disney firing back and blah 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 blah. blah. But the basically Johansson contract reportedly was assuring her that the movie was, would be released exclusively in theaters because a part of her cut of profit from the movie is based on box office numbers. So when Disney Plus, uh, so when Disney decided to release the movie on Disney Plus at the same time, obviously that cuts into her profits because apparently the movie through Disney Plus uh, premiere access uh, made a significant amount of money that possibly could have been box office revenue. Um, despite it breaking like box office records, it's still shitty. Now, you might be thinking, Scarlett Johansson's rich. She doesn't need the money. Why is she suing? Blah, 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 blah. You know, this is her last movie of Marvel, so she wants to like give him a finger and run away. I think this is more setting the precedent for smaller actors that can't necessarily defend themselves mm-hmm. in the same way, and I am with her on this because it's absurd that they would you know do something like that so everyone i think is in support of uh in support of scarlet in this uh in this case now disney then fired back um let's see uh here we go new york times reporter brooke barnes has shared parts of a statement disney's given in response to johansson's lawsuit uh, according to barnes disney gives no merit whatsoever to the lawsuit instead is a stat sad and distressing and in callous disregard for the horrific and prolonged global effects of the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, Barnes also reports that Disney says it has fully complied with Ms. Johansson's contract and that releasing Blackwood on Disney Plus Premier Access has significantly enhanced her ability to earn additional compensation on top of the $20 million she's received to date. Um, for the for reference, the lawsuit says that she's missing out on $50 million in revenue at least. Um, Scarlett Johansson's talent agency then responded back to Disney's statement, uh, her talent agency is called Creative Artists Agency, and they issued a response saying that um, Disney's statement was sad and distressing. Uh, shamelessly and falsely accused Mr. Hansen of being insensitive to the global COVID pandemic in an attempt to make her appear to be someone they know, and I know she isn't. Um, so this also kind of cuts into basically every movie that's being released on Disney+. Plus. Um, so, like, Corella, for example... Um, Emma Stone's contract, uh, apparently there's rumors that Emma Stone is also considering suing. Um, this also affects probably Jungle Cruise, because I'm sure the contracts with Dwayne Johnson and um, Emily Blunt are also in, you know, dependent on box office revenue. So, this kind of throws a lot of things into the air of, are they also going to join her and sue? So, I don't know. Very, very big, a uh, lot of drama in general. Um, but apparently, Kevin Feige is hugely embarrassed by the whole deal, um, and how Disney's handling it. So, Sorry, I forgot to quote IGN before, but this is all coming from IGN. We're, we're using them a lot tonight, apparently. Um, but to quote, they say, Marvel's, Marvel Studios president Kevin Feige is reportedly angry and embarrassed over Disney's response to Scarlett Johansson's lawsuit, feeling the company did not do enough to make right with one of Marvel's biggest stars. Uh, in the What I'm Hearing newsletter from former Hollywood Reporter editor Matthew Bologna, Bologna? Bellany? Um, Feige apparently lobbied Disney to keep Black Widow theatrical-only release not to, uh, so as not to... Uh, Wow. So as not to upset Johansson. Feige is a company man and prone to corporate showdowns or shouting matches, but I'm told he's angry and embarrassed. Uh, He lobbied Disney against the day and date plan for Black Widow, preferring the big screen exclusivity and not wanting to upset his talent. Furthermore, the report says that when the shit hit the fan, the movie started tanking and Johansson's uh, team started threatening uh, litigation. Feige tried to get Disney to make things right with her. Um... It's unfortunate because this probably means this is the last time we're ever going to see Scarlet as Black Widow because I don't think that they're going to be running to employ her for any possible future projects. Not that there would be any future projects given the fate of her character 
if you haven't seen Endgame at this point, sorry. Um, but I don't know, maybe if like they develop a, a ride in the Disney parks or something and they need to cast her for something like that, or if they're developing another show, like the what if thing, like maybe that gets a season two, like we're probably never going to see her in that role again, which is, I guess, unfortunate, but, um, it is, it is unfortunate. Um, I did check the, I fact checked, <clears throat> I fact checked myself and I was wrong. Uh, so Benedict Cumberbatch is in what if oh. it looks like Scarlett Johansson is like the big glaring omission. Um, yeah. and there's like a whole comicbook.com put a whole list of all the actors that are confirmed. And it's like, there's so many people on here that they, they all, they all look like they're, they're here. Yeah. I mean, what um, if has been in development for a while? So the whole, her omission has nothing to do with this drama. Yeah. For, I don't see Chris clear. Evans on here. Yeah. Yeah, I don't see Chris Evans, but that, aside from that, I mean, Chris Evans and Scarlett Johansson are the two big glaring omissions mm. for me. Um, not to say I've looked at every single name and every single actor and whatever, yeah, but... They might um, just not be involved in any of the episodes, so whatever. Yeah, I, maybe, maybe, right? And, like, the whole thing with this, I agree 100% with you that it is setting a precedent. Um, it does make sense now, um, because for a while, like, even during... Even during Disney Plus's like big day, like their marketing day or whatever the hell they called it, where they like announced everything, I don't even think they announced Black Widow coming to Disney Plus. Like there were a number of events where they didn't announce Black Widow coming to Disney Plus. It's like Black Widow is coming out in July or like Q2 2021 or whatever it was, right? And there was always like beating around the bush, which is probably the byproduct of Kevin Feige putting his foot down and not wanting to upset his talent. Because look, I mean Fans are not going to be, I mean, hell, you and I would not be, like, okay with a character being recast. It's happened a couple times, um, obviously, with, like, War Machine, right? Yeah. War Machine was recast from, um, oh, what's his name? Yeah. What, the first guy from Iron Man. Uh, I don't remember. I know it's Don Cheadle yeah. now, but I don't remember the the current, the old guy. Was it the guy from Snow Dogs? No, not Cuba Gooding Jr. Hold on, no, it wasn't him. Mm, <laughs> Hold on. That's what I wanted to say, but I'm like, I don't think it's him. I forgot what his name was. I don't was. think it's him. Terrence Howard. Uh, Rita and Rita Carl in the chat. There thank you. you. <laughs> oh, thank you. Um, yeah, so like you know, they they recasted him. They recasted a, a, I think maybe one other character, but overall, all in all, like they haven't recasted anybody. And like that's where everybody got really sensitive about, obviously, with T'Challa, with the Chadwick passing away. Like you can't just recast the character. Like that'd be really insensitive. I think the same would go here with recasting Black Widow, where I'm sure Black Widow plays a, a, a substantial part in other storylines and it's unfortunate now that like we have this issue and honestly i'm surprised it hasn't happened more like over the course of these 20 something movies that we've seen now yeah um but it's still just as yeah. frustrating it's like this all could have been really avoided easily if they just renegotiated the contract to give her also a cut of the premiere access money but right they just apparently were unresponsive so Right, which is which is crazy, and that's like that's corporate greed. Yeah, yeah, it's corporate greed, unfortunately. Which, um, you know, we've got a lot of corporate issues coming up here, so mm -hmm. it's uh, it's unfortunate that that's what it is. And you know, hopefully, her uh, you know her her agency or her her attorney or whoever it may be um, can you know get back at Disney, and hopefully Disney will be the better person or be the better collective people. Uh, collective company and just come back and, and give her what's rightfully hers because frankly black widow is really good and it's not like a like a stinker it's not a john john carter right it's not like a bad movie so yeah. i think she should be rewarded as such i think that's 
you know, pretty shitty. Yes. She gave it her all, so Disney should be paying her for her all. And you know what? It almost sets a precedent, too, for the, the Pixar teams that worked on Soul and Luca that also didn't get theatrical releases. And I'm sure that a lot of their profits and, like, bonuses or whatever also depend on a box office. I don't know if it was negotiated. I'm kind of just speculating here, but... Um, right. Like, they probably didn't uh, well, have enough capital to, to sue or do anything major. I don't know. I don't know how that all worked. If you're talking about the employees that are working on it, I think they're salaried. If you're talking about the talent involved in the Pixar movies, I'd, I think the voiceovers are a little different because you also have, like, you're, you're, you're paying for the voice to the to voice the character as opposed to, as opposed to your the life. physical being on in the movie, yeah, right? Like, it might be different. You, yeah. If you see Scarlett Johansson on the street, you're like, oh, my God. That's Black Widow. If you see Josh Gad, you're like, that's Olaf. <laughs> if you see, like, you know, if you see, I don't know, Kristen Bell, you're not, I don't think people are going to immediately be like, oh my God, that's uh, Anna yeah, from. Yeah, no, she's homegirl Frozen. from the good place <laughs> to me. Yeah, right, right. So, and, uh, and you know, if you see Adina Menzel on the street, you're like, ah, Adele, Adele Dazeem <laughs> from uh, the Oscars. From Wicked. From Wicked, yes. Adele Dazeem. So. Veronica Mars, remember that? That's a throwback throwbacks in the chat stop can you guys chill between carla and rita they're all sitting here like <laughs> freaking out same saying the same thing they're really yeah they're, they're using the one whole brain cell tonight oh my goodness um but yeah so anyway let's move into the hot news in the gaming space uh starting with some really disgusting news yeah but i think it needs to be talked about um oh it does it absolutely does. do you want to like didn't talk about it last time split this one because this, this is heavy this is a, there's a lot happening here <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I can. Oh, you're right. There's like a hundred. Yeah, there's like a lot. So, so I'm. If you scroll down, we're on IGN, but also so crediting them now before I forget. Yeah. <laughs> if you scroll down to where it says, yeah. um, I'll just start this off. So, following a two-year investigation by the California Department of Fair Employment and Housing, the state has filed a lawsuit against Activision Blizzard for fostering a frat boy culture in which female employees are allegedly subject to unequal pay and sexual harassment. And this is like a mind-blowing lawsuit like the full details are insane i've like seen a few pages of it like you know cropped and posted on twitter and i've also seen like the um screenshots from social media that the lawsuit references uh just really terrible stuff like the worst thing i've seen i mean let me read this first and i'll get into it. maybe they'll cover it but um as reported by bloomberg activision blizzard is being accused by the state of california for discriminating against female employees at nearly all levels of employment including in regards to compensation, promotion, assignments, and termination. Um, the state alleges that the leadership has failed to address any of the outstanding issues or prevent them from occurring in the workplace. Um, it says Activision Blizzard, which is made up of about 20% women, assigns women, women of color, uh, women and women of color to um, lower paid and lower opportunity levels with lower starting pay for similar work as their male counterparts. Um, also accuses fostering a pa- pervasive frat boy workplace culture in the office. Uh, male employees are said to drink copious amounts of alcohol as they make their way through cubicles and often engage in inappropriate behavior towards female employees. Male employees are said to come to work hungover, play video games during work while delegating their responsibilities to female employees, engage in banter about their sexual encounters, talk openly about female bodies, joke about rape. Just, like, literally everything they tell you not to do to be a decent human being in the world, and yet. Um... So really awful stuff. But one of the things that I saw that really like struck me is, holy shit, this is bad. Um, apparently at 2013 BlizzCon, uh, a really notable, I can't quote any names because I don't remember them, uh, but one of the notable developers that's like called out in the lawsuit um, 
literally called his hotel room the Cosby Suite. This was like during Bill Cosby's whole allegations and whatnot and accusations of you know sexual misconduct. And they literally have like a group photo of all of them. And it's a bunch of like developers that are still at Blizzard today literally holding a framed photo of Bill Cosby. Did you pick up Ray? <gasps> I know. An we interrupt angel. this broadcast. Hold on. Ray has like never... Relax, relax. She's relax. like, why are you holding me? Are we taking it to the vet? Everybody. Oh my goodness. I've never seen you pick her up in your life. This is like the second time in two weeks now. Okay, she is ready to <laughs> She's jump. like, hmm, she, if I let that's her... enough. Shh. Ready? Hold on. See if you gotta I squeeze her like a football. Stop. stop. stop, stop <laughs> a stop, child. Stop, Ray. Ah! <laughs> She is literally. Did she on. let you pick her up, or did you like just? I, I just I just scooped her oh, up. Okay. Yeah, she was letting me pet her. Ray, hey, hey, <laughs> hey, it's okay. She's like, please, you're gonna take Say me to the everybody. vet. I know it. Say hi to everybody. Hi, Ray. I know you're gonna put your you're gonna put your cult. relax. <laughs> I think you just Ray. have to forfeit. Ray, just throw her on the Ray. ground. Stop. She she's like, please, I hate this. <laughs> no, she likes this now. When I pet her belly. Oh, okay. There you go. No, now she's like, mm, that's the stuff. Okay, okay. I'll, I'll reconsider. She really does. <laughs> she's like, okay, so we're not going to the vet? You're not taking me anywhere? Okay. Don't play her. Yeah, hi, Ray. Ray, show everyone your pretty colors. Oh, my goodness. Okay, sorry. No, Continue great. my shitty story. <laughs> it was a great uh, great break from that. Um, so just awful stuff. The, the whole Cosby suite and nonsense. And they would text like, oh, we're going to bring back all the girls to the Cosby suite. And like, not... A good place to to be at at all so there's a few updates here um this all kind of originated on july 21st which i think was right after our last episode as well there's a lot of things that happened right after we ended the last episode this came out ex exactly at 9:07 p.m which i think we ended at recording at like nine um so on july 23rd blizzard president j allen brack emailed staff a company uh, addressing the recent lawsuit calling the reported behavior completely unacceptable um pledging to discuss issues with employees and help the company move forward blah, blah 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 you know the very standard corporate lingo of like oh this is crazy there's no way we're allowing this blah 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 we have to we have to do better and a lot of company or a lot of employees called it out basically for the bullshit and we're like this is not what we want we want actual action items <laughs> the way she leapt out of your arms immediately she was like peace out i'm done uh, but they were like yeah this is not gonna cut it we need to see actual action taken um, so they stage a, a company walkout, I believe, last Wednesday on the 28th. Yes. Um, and then on the 29th, Activision Blizzard says that former senior creative director, uh, here we go, Alex Afrasiabi, who is the guy that's named in the, in the lawsuit, was fired in 2020 for misconduct and his treatment of other employees. He's the one that hosted the, the Cosby suite. Um, in a statement to Kotaku with regard to Afrasiabi's involvement in the so-called Cosby Suite hotel room, a Blizzard spokesperson wrote, An employee brought these 2013 events to our attention in 2020. Uh, we immediately conducted our own investigation and took corrective action. At the time of the report, we had, corrected, uh, we had already conducted a separate investigation of Alex and terminated him for his misconduct. Um, a source within Blizzard tells IGN that he was also leading an incubation project with the company as recently as May 2020. The source believes that Afrasiabis left the company after the project wasn't approved. Um, so we have contacted Blizzard to comment on the discrepancy. So apparently Blizzard's saying they fired him. He's saying that he left of his own volition. Who knows? So this is all wild. But then as as of this morning or yesterday, was it this morning? Um, someone was like, oh, 
Jay Allen Brack was actually uh, just ousted. Yeah. Um, so Jason Schreier kind of compiled a a timeline to help clarify the context of things and what's been happening at Blizzard in the past decade, essentially. Um, so in 2017, and sorry, 2007 and 2008, Activision and Vivendi Games slash Blizzard merged. Uh, Blizzard larger, largely was left autonomous. And then in 2013, Bobby Kotick buy, bought out Vivendi and seized total, total control of Activision Blizzard. Uh, soon begins installing his own lieutenants at Blizzard. And then in 2017 to 2018, Blizzard revenues are tanking. Activision starts pushing the company to cut costs and produce more games at a faster pace, which I think we've kind of seen the effects of. Um, 2018, uh, Morhaime, who I'm not actually sure who is, sick of Kotick, resigns. Then J. Allen Brack takes over. And in 2018 to 2020, Blizzard's reputation is smacked by Diablo Immortal, um, Warcraft 3 Reforged, Blitzchung. Um, and then in 2019 to present, obviously, Activision begins eliminating and consolidating many of Blizzard's non-game developer roles, closing offices in France and the Netherlands. And then in 2021, obviously, we get the whole lawsuit uh, revealing all of the sexual abuse and discrimination that's been happening, um, both pre- and post-Activision. Uh, and then as of today, Kotick ousted J. Allen Brack, which both shows that he's taken action and given him an opportunity to exert even more control over Blizzard's operation. Um, so to be determined whether Blizzard will actually become a healthier workplace for women, but it will definitely become a very different company. Um, yeah, very tumultuous times it's, at that company right now. Yeah, and as of four hours ago, uh, Jason Trier uh, reported that Blizzard's head of HR, Jesse Mishuk, is also no longer part of the company, uh, Bloomberg has learned. So um, I, I think that you're going to see, you're going to continue to see these crazy shakeups. Um, and you know, I think a lot of people are going to be fired, and I think they rightfully should. I mean, I think that, uh, frankly, I think that the they need to make an example out of these people because it's just it's absolutely disgusting. Like to make a Cosby suite, even if it was back in 2013, I don't care. Like if that came to light in 2020, you know, like I just I don't know. I, it just it kills me to even think that it took this long for them to act on stuff like this. It's yeah. just. Like a lot it's of the so crazy that it's the Cosby suit was like the main thing that like shook me, but there was like a lot of allegations in the lawsuit. I mean, the lawsuit's like hundreds of pages, um, but it goes there was over one thing that I think you and I. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, sorry, I was just gonna say like it's allegations that are happening or that are things that have happened up to like recent years, like up to twenty twenty one even. So it's not. There was been... something about like a, a a camera underneath the sink in the bathroom pointing at the toilet, like at oh I, I was... saw that, but that was at Activision Blizzard. I thought that was, yeah. Holy shit. Let me confirm before I spread rumors here. I didn't realize that. Um, and Carla's apparently saying that there, the woman who killed herself post-Cosby suite thing, I didn't realize it was a woman that killed herself after that. Um, oh, my God. Like, it's just awful. Like, I, I just have no comment. It's absurd. I mean, if you, if you as a person in your day-to-day -day life are witnessing any kind of misconduct towards women towards minorities to really anyone not even just towards women but like i mean realistically no one is going up and grabbing or talking about cosby suite and bringing up men but like if you're witnessing harassment against anybody at all in your place of work in your friends group call it out like you this is how the reason that this culture was allowed to be cultivated at the companies because everyone kind of just let it happen and agreed with it and was comfortable with it so call it out you have to call it out. It is, this is absolutely absurd. Yeah, and that's why, and that's why there is an HR department. It's literally human resources like that. And like, and if you're not getting what you need from an HR department, then you need to take you know more extenuating 
action yeah. really is what you need to do. Yeah. So um, Alana Pierce actually tweeted on July 30th, quote, an Activision IT worker pleaded guilty to mounting a camera under the sink in a, quote, manner to point at the toilet in 2018 record court record show. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. That is. So, I, you know, it's. Um, um, Distressing. Okay. There's. Well, there's more now? Uh, What's going on? Please, no more. I, I don't. I've had enough. Like this is like this is vile. Like a Blizzard Blizzard recruiters asked a hacker if she quote liked being. Um, I shouldn't even read this on the podcast. It, it's just it's it's horrible. But now uh, I gotta know. Damn. But I mean, I know I understand. Well, but I'm really curious now. Yeah, uh, this comes from Vice on July 30th as well. Company employees at a hacking conference made several inappropriate comments to a security researcher who was inquiring about Blizzard's job openings. Uh, in August 2015, Blizzard employees were at a major cybersecurity conference in Las Vegas where the company was one of the sponsors, had a booth in the recruiting area. Emily Mitchell, a security researcher who at the time was looking for a job, approached the Blizzard booth to see what positions were open at the company. Mitchell told Waypoint she loves PC games, played Diablo, Blizzard's role-playing game. When she got to the table, she said she asked about the about the penetration testing position. Penetration testing, or pen testing, is the industry term for a security audit. Mm. Mitchell said she was wearing a t-shirt made by a cybersecurity company, Secure State, which had penetration expert on the front. One of the Blizzard employees first asked if she was lost, another asked if she was at the conference with her boyfriend, and another one asked if she even knew what pen testing was. One of them asked me when was the last time I personally penetrated if I liked being penetrated and how often I got penetrated. Um, Mitchell told Waypoint, I was furious and felt humiliated, so I took the free swag and left. Oh, my God. I mean, good for her. I'd take the free swag and left, Anyway, too. the, the like, headline, I was like, wait a second. Why? Why are like, it, like, the headline says, Blizzard recruiters asked Hacker if she liked being penetrated at job fair. I didn't know about the other context there, so at least that fits, fits yeah. in with the article. But, yeah, it's just like... I, I, I don't know. Personally, I don't even know how people like this exist, but maybe I'm the minority. Um, you know, I, whatever. I, I just don't understand how it's just like people can be so vile. Common human decency. I don't get it. I don't get it. Right. How is this like? Like, I never understood why HR classes needed to be taken. You go through those like silly like corporate HR things, and it's like, here's what not to do don't grope somebody. And you're like, well, obviously, I wasn't planning on doing that anyway. And then you hear about this, and you're like, you know, I see what the audience is now. Because, like, clearly right. this isn't common sense, I guess. Like, were you raised in the jungle? The most cri- I don't get They're it. literally the most cringeworthy training videos, too. Because it's literally, like, someone that will, like, actively like, grab someone in, like, the workplace. And it's like, people do that? And it's like, yeah, apparently people do. Like, maybe because we work in, like, decent places that we don't see that. But I guess these toxic workplaces exist, right? And, yeah. like, the craziest thing is I used to work in California... And I saw the Blizzard office in Irvine, and that's, like, where their main office is. And I was like, wow, it must be so cool. You see the Blizzard gate. Like, it must be so cool to work there. Holy shit. No, it clearly was not great to work there. And people were, you know, obviously many women were being humiliated. And it's just just disgusting. And, like, it's so sad because, like, obviously we play a lot of Overwatch. And we're big fans of Overwatch. And Overwatch is, unfortunately, a Blizzard game. And it's like... Like, where do you go from here? Like, do you just not play their games? Do you, you know, like, what do you, what do you do? Do you hope that they do better? I mean, it's just so, yeah, it's just so just, it's, it's extremely mind boggling, Yeah, mind boggling, distressing, depressing. 
I just can't even awful. believe people like that exist. Like that's I'm still stuck on that. Like everyone's like, oh, you know, like like the whole thing when 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 Trump, you know, made that comment years ago, and you know, people were like, oh, it's locker room banter. Like locker room banter. Like people like, talk like that even the locker. Like rooms? I don't know what like, locker room you've been to. I've been in plenty of locker room in my life in high school, in college, in at gyms in New York City. Yeah, I've I never. Know. Maybe times have maybe times have like changed for the better. Obviously, yes. that you know, but hey, you know. Riddle me this. Don't like, like, like a man said, don't be an asshole or a male chauvinist pig. I mean, yes. it's pretty simple. Like, it's so. literally just frat boy banter. That's what it is. It's not locker room banter. It's frat boy banter. Maybe that's what it is. Well, frat boy banter. <laughs> we yeah, weren't in a frat, so we're, we're saved. Yeah, I know. Oh. Um, anyway, so the, the moral of the story is you know, obviously, like a med said, that behavior is completely unacceptable. And if you see it anywhere, frankly, on like not even in the workplace, but out in. The streets yeah. too. I mean, literally, you know, like, it's like it's in not, your friend it's group. Great. If you see a friend of yours being an asshole, call it out because you know they're probably right. not going to listen to an HR video, but they might listen to a close friend, and that's how you can yeah. affect change in the world. All right, right. now that we're almost at an hour, sure. we have so much other news to cover. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, this Annapurna thing, um, games were announced and uh, Stray was shown off. <laughs> yes, and that's that's it. Yeah, there's a lot of games in here that, frankly, I have never heard of in my life. I mean, yeah, it was a showcase for new games, but yeah, I don't think covering them on on a podcast without being able to visually see them will make any will make uh, any sense. But we did see gameplay for Stray, which was announced at the PlayStation Showcase back in July 2020, um, which is like a cat. That's that's the. Pss, 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 Yes, you play as a little cat, and you do like little little fun things. You wander around the city. Um, it is coming to PS4, PS5, and PC in early 2022. Um, so that looks exciting. And if you haven't seen the trailer, it's like a good four and a half minutes. It looks very good, and I'm highly interested in playing a little cat that goes... Pss, pss, pss. So I guess the cat can do that, but other people might do that at you in the game. I wonder maybe if you could say pss, 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 into the controller and the cat comes to you. I guess we'll find out. <laughs> Anyways. I guess we will. <laughs> All right. You want to take this next one? Yes. So uh, in PlayStation news, moving right on down, Horizon Forbidden West has been delayed. Um, we all were hoping this wouldn't happen, and here we are. So it's um, pretty sad. I don't know <laughs> what there is to, to say about it. It's you know It's disheartening. We're reaching the point where it's like, I mean, we'll get into a couple others here, but like, Horizon Forbidden West is probably the largest title outside of like Ratchet and Clank to come out this year. Probably that a Med and I are interested in, in, interested in, in interested in. Um, and I'll say that on behalf of both of us because I'm pretty sure that's the that's the fact, yes. right? We're both big fans of Horizon um, Forbidden Dawn, Zero Dawn, Forbi- Zero Dawn. I'm like, it's not forbidden. Wait a second, Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, and uh, you know, like I had to force a Med. A lot of us had to force a Med to play the oh game. God. Once he did, he really enjoyed it. Yes. So. Um, anyway, this one comes from Bloomberg. It was a, a rumor by Jeff Grubb and then confirmed by Bloomberg. Uh, quoting, Sony Corp has delayed the upcoming PlayStation game Horizon Forbidden West to the first quarter of 2022, according to a person familiar with the matter. Previously, it had been scheduled for release this holiday season. In June, the PlayStation Studio head Herman Holst said the game's holiday release date was tentative. Quote, for Horizon, we think we're on track to release this holiday season, he said on the PlayStation blog, but that isn't quite certain yet. We're working as hard as we can to confirm this to you as soon as we can. Um, so, so long yeah, holiday, I guess. That's fine. Yeah, it's it sucks, but I guess it is what it is, right? So I don't... 
I don't know. It's um, it's unfortunate, but I guess it's for the better, like you said. And even though it's you know kind of disheartening, yes, to see. So. Um, something else was also delayed, unfortunately, but not as long. Keenan Bridge of Spirits, which I think we were both super excited about. It's like very much looked like Pixar the game. Um, very right. very fun art styles delayed until September twenty first, which isn't too too bad. That's now next month, which is wild to think about because I can't believe that it's August still. Like it still feels like we're in the beginning of twenty twenty one, but here we are. Time really does right. elapse. It's as Smash Mouth said, the years stop coming, <laughs> they don't stop coming. I really were, can't stand you. <laughs> they were right. Um, I, they were right. Do you want me to wrap up the PlayStation news and you can take Xbox? Yeah, yeah, sure, why not? Perfect. All right, so Sony's first PS5 software beta arrives with M2 SSD support, so we can finally buy M2 SSDs for $1,000 and plug them into your PS5 for $500 and, uh, and expand the amount of storage you get. SSDs are not cheap, um, but this is exciting, kind of. So... Sony notes that you'll need an M2 SSD that's PCIe Generation 4, which is like the most expensive type of SSD you can find. And it has read speeds of over 5.5, or sorry, 5,500 uh, megabits per second or faster, which is doubly harder to find. Um, so, but I, at the very least, there are a number of Gen 4 variety dri- or Gen 4 drives that will be supported out of the gate, including Samsung's 980 Pro and Western Digital's SN850. Um, for reference, those, that one terabyte for the Samsung one is $230 and one terabyte for the Western digital one is actually, I don't know. It hasn't been released yet. So who knows? Uh, actually, no, it has been released as an old article. We're good. Anyways, they're expensive. Moral of the story. Um, you also may need to consider the cooling requirements for using an M2 SSD and a PS5. Um, so some SSDs are like those little thin chips, but sometimes they literally have like a heat sink on top of them and like some heat sinks will fit in the PS5, some won't. And so it makes the whole process a little bit more complicated than it really needs to be. Um, because you have to like keep into account, like making sure it stays cool so it doesn't overheat and blah, 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 and all this drama. And so in response to all this, Microsoft Xbox specifically, uh, tweeted out, here's how easy it is to upgrade the storage in your Xbox uh, Series X. And literally showed a two-second video of you like plugging in their per, uh, proprietary like peripheral attachment thing, um, which is roughly the same cost as it as it is to buy uh, a regular internal SSD. So I'll tell you what, though, like and and not for nothing, as much as as much shit as they got for that. At the same time, if I want to upgrade my storage on my Xbox, I'm like, oh, I'll just buy like the SSD thing, like that plug-in. Like I'd rather have that proprietary thing then have like all these asterisk crosses you know um Fine whatever print. other symbol right of like yeah of like oh well it might work but if it doesn't just go back to your standard hard drive that you have inside the PS4. yeah and then it's like the guarantee like there's no guarantee that even if the ssd is faster that it'll like run games in the same way that they're meant to be played specifically a game like russian clank rift apart which requires like a super fast ssd to teleport you between worlds like without any lag um i can't imagine if that like would introduce bugs if you're using like maybe a slower ssd that doesn't necessarily match the internal ps5 ones um right and that's and that's where like i i err on the side of caution with that because it's like i don't you know i just i don't know i i 
I don't know. I, I will not be rushing to buy external storage. I have um, that one terabyte solid state that I bought for like, I don't know, 99 bucks or $95 or whatever. And I bought an enclosure and that has my PS4 games on it. And then I cycle through the PS5 games and that's just, it is what it is. Yeah. And I'm fine with I that. I haven't come close to running out of storage on PS5 games, especially because there are very few PS5 games anyway. <laughs> so right. we're good. Like I'm, I'm good for a while and hopefully, you know, come a year or two when the storage is actually a concern, um, SSDs will be faster and a little bit cheaper, um, and right. you won't run into many issues. Or, storage, yeah. storage always goes down in price. Yes. Like always goes down yeah. in price. It's always going to get bigger. It's always going to get faster. And it's always going to get cheaper. Um, and presumably right. by that time, the manufacturers like Western Digital and Seagate will probably make um, specific models that are like tested to fit and work with the PS5, and they'll have like some kind of certification, maybe be like, oh, this one runs really well, kind of thing. Um, so right. We'll see. We'll see what the even then. Is. Like I don't. Yeah. I, yeah. We'll see what happens. I mean, I I think I saw one from like one of the manufacturers that's marketed like as a PlayStation, like it's it's made for PlayStation Five almost. Yeah. I had a Mark Cerny retweeted one, um, but anyway, I, I don't know. It's still it's a lot of money. It's it's crazy. Yeah, it's not. And true. I don't need like you said. I don't need space that bad. Yeah. Like realistically, I'm not playing fine. all those games all at the same time, and with how fast the PS5 installs games. I'm good with just downloading and re-uploading or like deleting things right. as I, as I'm done with them. So it's all good. Right. It's it's totally fine. So, um, but yeah. So I you know whatever. We'll see what happens. Um, the 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 Microsoft one keeps like going on sale. So that's one that I wouldn't mind buying if it like went on like deep discount. But I'm not. That one's roughly also like two hundred ish dollars, right? I think it came out at two. Fifty, I think. Yes. Yeah, which is in line 240, with 220. Is it a terabyte? Xbox external hard drive. Uh, yeah, it's Seagate storage expansion card, two hundred nineteen dollars. Yeah, it's uh, it's one terabyte. Okay, so that's pretty much in line with the with the cost for these. It's just a lot more work. So. <laughs> yeah, and this is um, this is like MSRP is is two nineteen ninety nine. I've seen it like sub 200 on a number of occasions, but even then, like, I don't need it that bad. Yeah. Like, I, I, you know, it's like, it would be nice, but you know, it's not, not necessary. It's all good. So it's really sleek in the back of the, in the back of the console though. Like it just pops right in and it sticks out maybe, I don't know, a couple inches. Yeah. How far we've come so. basically back to memory cards. <laughs> I, I know literally back to memory cards, but it looks pretty neat. So, yes. I mean, that's something that hopefully they can use in like future iterations of the Xbox too. So it's not like completely useless. Yes. Um, but anyway, all right, let's round it out. So we've got, speaking of Xbox news, we've got some big Xbox news possibly. Uh, it looks like an Xbox streaming X cloud streaming box, excuse me, may be incoming. So this, this one comes from, Giz China, which I think is what Gizmodo China. I thought that, but the logo looks very different, so I don't know what this. Yeah, is. it does look very different. That's why I got confused. So, anyway, this comes from Giz China, um, and they quoted here back in the last month. The company stated that it is working with TV manufacturers to bring an Xbox experience to internet-connected TVs with no extra hardware, um, except for a controller, and that the app would allow users to access this game streaming service called XCloud on their TVs, which is now called like Xbox Cloud Gaming. Um, for non-internet connected TVs, the company will offer another option, an Xbox streaming device that should act as a TV box on steroids. And it looks to appear that the prototype has leaked out in the wild, and it looks like a little white box. Yeah, it's like <laughs> that. literally just the perfect angular white box. I don't know how to describe it better. 
Yeah, it looks like an Xbox Series or an Xbox One S, like it's that squared off, mm. um, and it looks like that with no disk drive, um, and just like it's not that big, obviously either. It's got a USB port on the front. It's got that infrared uh, button that also serves as a power button, presumably. No, it's shoot. What is it? It's like an infrared that you can sync up your controllers with. Like remote, like your TV remote, like your TV remote. Oh. Yeah, hold on. What what is an infra? I like vaguely remember what you're talking about. I remember. Hearing yeah, about so this. it it's a, it like it uses to pair with your controller, and then it also has. Oh, here we go. Design is from early 2021. Looks slightly different now. It was supposed to be out by the end of 2021. Unlikely with global supply shortages. This looks like it's from. Uh, like 4chan. This looks or like something. it's from uh, 4chan. Yeah. A little thicker and wider than deck of playing cards. Plug into the TV to stream from home console or play from xCloud. Just like Series X and S, the button uh, by the USB is also an IR receiver. Okay. Yeah. So I was there. I just couldn't get the IR part. Yes. Uh, any Xbox controller can be paired with it. Wireless keyboard and mouse support planned as well. Has Wi-Fi, but can also be hardwired, so it has an Ethernet cable port in the back. Uh, will support party chat. We'll also be able to install compatible apps like HBO, Disney+, Plus, etc. And Microsoft wants Xbox to be available on every TV that you have, which we kind of talked about already. So um, the back of it looks to have like a USB-C port, most likely for power, HDMI, and uh, an Ethernet uh, cable port as well. So um, I, look, this is pretty cool. We were talking about it uh, the other day, and it's like it's something that I think will be probably 100 bucks with a controller would be a competitive place to put it. Um, it, I could see it launching at 150 bucks with a controller and maybe like three months of Game Pass Ultimate. Um, you know, I, I think that, you know, they have a, a good product on their hands here because this is something that, you know, uh, people could put under the tree and look, it's like, you've got everything you need to play Xbox games on your TV. Yeah. So I think, I think that's awesome as long as you got a good internet connection. Yeah. I think to, to keep it like competitive, something like Stadia, it would be a hundred with the controller and like 50 with just for just the just the device wow i can't speak um but that's my that's my prediction um if it even comes yeah. to fruition this is all very heavily rumored a million grains of salt sodium overload all the fun stuff but sodium overload <laughs> yes i mean if it was sold by nintendo because it has an ethernet port it'd probably be like 249 <laughs> so oh my god and only in um, 1080p Oh my god, yeah, with a with an OLED display okay. on the controller or something. I guess I'm, um, I'm more surprised that the prototype doesn't look more like a Chromecast, and then it's an actual like it kind of looks more like a like an Apple TV box, I guess. But um, well, yeah, I mean, I don't think that the I think that you need you still need the box to sync up with the controller, and and frankly, I, I feel like the Xbox controllers aren't as technologically there as some of the other controllers. Like, I know that the Stadia controller, there was all this hoopla yeah. about how it connects. The controller and, connects directly to yeah. Wi-Fi on its own, so it doesn't need to... Right. Yeah. Right. Xbox does not. Xbox is just Bluetooth, so you need yes. some sort of Bluetooth something. Um, so it makes sense, and, and maybe it does get smaller, but imagine having, like, this big rectangular thing that has an HDMI that plugs into your TV, that'd be a disaster. So yeah, no. um, I'd personally rather a small box like this. So, And it's cool because then you could also buy this and, like, I don't know, put it in another room. They have Xbox in every room. Exactly, because you could stream directly um, from your other console as opposed to streaming from xCloud. So, right, exactly. All right. Last bit of news here that we have is uh, Xbox Game Pass stuff for August. So coming soon, the Xbox Game Pass has come straight from news.xbox.com. Uh, Curse of the Dead Gods is first up. Let me just see here. 
Just trying to see if all the games are shown here. Yeah, they are. Okay. Curse of the Dead Gods is first up, coming to Cloud Console and PC on August 5th. Dodgeball Academia is coming to Cloud Console and PC as part of the ID at Xbox program on August 5th. Katamari Damacy Reroll is coming out on Cloud Console and PC on August 5th. Luminous Remastered is coming to Cloud Console and PC as part of ID at Xbox on August 5th. Skate is coming to the consoles on EA uh, as part of EA Play, um, which is part of Game Pass Ultimate on August 5th. Skate 3 is coming to the cloud as part of EA Play on August 5th. Starmancer is coming uh, as a game preview to PC as part of ID at Xbox on August 5th. Art of Rally is coming to Cloud Console and PC as part of ID at Xbox on August 12th. Hades is coming to Cloud Console and PC ooh, ooh, as part ooh, of ID at Xbox on August 13th. Yes, I'm sure a lot of you are excited for that. I mean, I'm not excited um, that you can't do crossplay, like you can't cross-progress, but whatever. It's fine. I'll live. I'll tell you what you should be most excited for, though. <laughs> Microsoft Solitaire Collection Premium Edition ooh. is coming to PC on August 17th, yeah. uh, which is an ad-free experience as part of the Premium Edition. Um, and it's got an exclusive Xbox Game Pass card. A card? Just one card? Card back. Anyway, I don't know. Like, like you know, the, oh, the card, card backs, back. Like the oh, I'm like, oh, it's coming. It's <laughs> The card is coming back. No, <laughs> the card physically has a back. Yes. Um, and in case you missed it, all of the Dirt games are coming to uh, Game Pass Ultimate as well. So EA and Codemasters are thrilled to expand the already packed roster. Titles on EA Play with racing titles from three revered racing franchises so dirt 4 dirt rally dirt rally 2.0 f1 2020 and grid are all coming to game pass ultimate um there's some dlc and game updates uh here that's got you know i don't know gears 5 operation 8 bundles and stuff that you can buy with a discount through game pass uh dead by daylight archives tome 8 yes deliverance i don't know uh yes. like i uh, oh one thing to note here, this is interesting, they put this in here, Forza Motorsport 7 is leaving stores and Xbox Game Pass on September 15th. So if you like that game um, and you want to own it, I believe it's on sale for like 10 bucks right now. So that is leaving um, the Xbox storefront. So pretty normal for some of these Forza games. Um, I guess they run their they run their run with copyright licenses and stuff like exactly. that. Exactly. It's all the licenses for the cars and the music and all that fun stuff that all expires. And they're like, all right, well, next game. So Right. And uh, another thing to note here is that leaving soon uh, for August 8th, we are losing Grand Theft Auto V from cloud and console. Um, August 15th, we're losing Ape Out on PC, Crossing Souls on PC, Darksiders Genesis on cloud console and PC, Don't Starve on cloud console and PC, Final Fantasy VII, the original, on console and PC, and Train Sim World 2020 on cloud console and PC. Not Train Sim World... I know, right? I would recommend Ape Out for those of you that like uh, indie games. That is made by Devolver Digital, and it's quite a bit of fun. Okay. Uh, not the best game you'll ever play. I, I played Ape Out for like 10 minutes, and I say it was so ridiculously hard for no reason. I like can't even get past the opening credits. I'm like, all right. Oh, this well, game you're, isn't for you're me. bad at games. I don't know what to Clearly, tell you. I guess. I don't know. Maybe I'll play it. I don't know. Maybe I'll play it on stream before it leaves. It leaves August 8th. That's in like five days. No, August 15th. Oh, okay. Got some time. Um, I think that's what it said. August fifteenth. Yes. Yeah, yeah, sorry. August eighth. Auto. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I couldn't get into it. It was on my list. I was like, "Ooh, this sounds fun," and I tried it. I'm like, mm, <laughs> "Maybe it's not for me." I'll try it again. Yeah. I guess. It's uh, it's yeah. It's not. It's not. I don't know. It's it's interesting. You just run around as an ape and like destroy things. And it's just very fast paced and requires a lot of like spatial awareness which i guess my eyes don't have i don't know i'm like what well, killed right me? And, and like, like for me for nowhere. me it's like tetris yeah it's it's like tetris in a different perspective so i'm sitting there like yes i'm here for this i guess 
That's an interesting way to put it. I never would have considered that. Um, but I want to tack on really quick PlayStation Now game. Oh, sorry. This isn't even PlayStation Plus. Never mind. I thought this was PlayStation Plus. I was like, ooh, this the is The PlayStation Plus games, games for this month are horrible. Yeah. They're horrible. I think we talked about them last uh, episode. We might have, yeah. Um, so never mind. I was going to say, PlayStation Plus games, August uh, for August, near Automata, but no, that's no, not true. No, yeah, those are, those are good PlayStation Now games. Yes. Um, I don't actually think that we did the PlayStation Plus games for this month. It's like oh, here Plants vs. Zombies. Yeah, it's like Plants vs. Zombies, uh, Battle for Neighborville, Tennis Which World Tour 2, and Hunter's Arena Legends for both PS4 and PS5. Um, so All here is bad, bad, bad. Correct. Correct and correct. I mean, maybe Tennis World Tour is good. I don't know. I haven't played that, but I also don't care for tennis. So If you're a tennis fan, get your Tennis World 2 out. All right, yeah. I think that wraps up this week's wild ass dramatic episode. We have no Nintendo news, which is shocking. Um, you know what news we do have that we didn't cover that nobody's going to care about, maybe except for you. What? Disneyland announced their new season passes. Oh, really? Oh, okay, don't don't read it. I'm gonna I'm gonna read it all out to you. Okay, I'm gonna get your live reactions. Ready? Is it okay? Okay. Okay. So. Okay. Oh, perfect. This is a great. This is a great breakdown. Okay. Um, let me let me do a side by side so I can get a good, a good thing here. Here, hold on. Hold everything. Okay. All right. So let's start with the. There's four different keys. They're called the Disney Magic Key Program. Um, there's four different keys. There's the Dream Key, the Believe Key, the Enchant Key, and the Imagine Key. Okay. So I already hate this are, because they're named after like the Disney cruise ships, and it's so confusing already. Oh, I didn't even realize they're named after the cruise ships. Anyway, <laughs> I mean, they're um, not all, okay. but there's a dream ship and a believe ship, I think. I don't know. My sister can correct me later. Go on. Tell me the things. Um, okay. So, the first one is the Imagine Key. Mm-hmm. And it's only available to SoCal residents. It's a re- All of these are reservation-based, right? So, you need to reserve before you're able to go on all of them doesn't matter which tier like you have. forevermore or just temporarily during COVID times? uh f- as far as far as i can tell so they didn't say like it like they that reservation may go away okay so the imagine key is reservation based admission to one or both theme parks select days of the year and you can hold up to two theme park reservations at a time and you get 10 percent off select merchandise and 10 percent off select dining um and I'm trying to find like how many how many days are here. I could probably count them up. There's a lot of blackout dates, so it's like it's pretty much like a weekday pass. There's literally not one single weekend. So I'd say I don't know. Maybe there's like 40 days here that you can go. 50 days. Oh my maybe. god. Anyway. <laughs> okay. It's 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 low. I'd have to count them up. The article that I found didn't count them up probably because it's so low. Um, and that is four hundred dollars. Okay. So that's not not terrible. I guess. Yeah, that's not terrible. Okay. Okay. So. Remember, uh, you have to pay for parking still, so that does not include parking. Parking is twenty five dollars. Oh my goodness! All right. Maybe um, okay, Maybe so next up, great, next up, we have the Enchant Key. The Enchant Key gets you reservation-based admission to one or both theme parks on select days of the year. Hold up to four theme park reservations at a time, and you get ten percent off select merchandise and select dining. Now, there are one hundred and forty-nine blackout dates with this pass. So that gets you, what, 365 minus 149. That gets you 216 days of access to the park. Um, And those days are primarily on weekdays, some weekends. A lot of Saturdays are blocked out. Um, There's, like, some Saturdays in January and February that are available, some in September. 
um, but mostly Sundays that are available, plus weekdays. All the holidays are blacked out. Almost all of summer is blacked out. Um, Christmas, New Year's, uh, Thanksgiving, all the Saturdays and Sundays in Halloween in uh, October are blacked out. Um, anything around a major holiday is blacked out. So okay. that pass is six hundred and forty nine dollars. Okay, that's not bad. And does now, that include parking? That does not include parking. <laughs> what the hell? Okay. So the Believe Key is the next one up. It's a reservation based system, same same as all the others. Mm. Stupid little gnat. Uh, you hold up to six theme park reservations at a time. You get ten percent off select merchandise, ten percent off select dining, and you get fifty percent off standard theme park parking. So your okay. parking is now twelve fifty instead of twenty five. Um, and the blackout dates are, let's see, you only have forty eight blackout dates okay. throughout the year. So you've got um, Christmas, Thanksgiving, any holiday really in and around that holiday. So like random Saturdays, not random Saturdays, but pretty much every Saturday in October. Um, Anytime they do like a nighttime event, like Mickey's Halloween party or whatever, or something like that. Right, but like Halloween's not blacked out because that's on a Sunday. So it's mm-hmm. like all the Saturdays in October, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, July 4th, um, all the Saturdays in July, spring break time frame, Memorial Day are all blacked out. That so I mean, that pass. Realistically, you don't want to go to things during those times anyway, but sorry, go on. Right, so that pass is nine hundred and forty nine dollars. Okay. Now, and you still the, have to pay for parking, even you if still it's have to pay for half off. the parking. Yeah, that, that's <sighs> like a joke. Okay. Um, the dream key is the creme de la creme. That's the Paul you know? key. This is this is no no. Paul will not be buying any keys. Paul got keys upstairs. Um, <laughs> so this is the dream key is like the top one. Um, the top key here, the top pass that you can get. Reservation-based admission to uh, to one or both theme parks every day of the year. You hold up to six theme park reservations at a time for different dates, and you get twenty percent off select merchandise and ten and fifteen percent, excuse me, off select dining. So an additional ten percent on merchandise and an additional five percent on dining. Okay. And drum roll, please. You get standard theme park parking included. <laughs> um, so that is the case. You get three hundred sixty-five day access to uh, all the parks with reservations. And that pass let me guess. is a whopping... Let me guess, let me guess. 1449 $13.99. Uh, that was pretty damn I was close. so close. Falls on the so price is right over now. I know, $13.99 of that uh, is, is what that's priced at. I mean, so. how much was the, the previous... Well, no, the previous highest tier allowed you access into Disney World and Disneyland, which they don't even have that as a tier I, this time. I have to look at how much I paid for that pass, but I pretty think sure it was that like year I paid like it was no, I think it was like seventeen hundred. Like oh. it was, it was up there. But that gave me access to like everything. Like I got like top tier treatment everywhere. I can get into Disneyland, I can get into Disney World. Yeah. It was that uh, it was wild, um, and yeah. So like I don't know. I I know that most people don't care about this, but I don't know. We like Disney stuff, so um, I'm fascinated. Oh, and they still haven't yeah, reintroduced. I wonder if it's going to be a similar structure for disney world because they haven't reintroduced yeah. any passes for disney world yet either no they haven't and i i don't know what i was expecting but this wasn't it like and the no parking like, thing like bothers me the most i don't know why it bothers me the, the most, no parking like, thing really the, the no parking thing really pisses me off like it's so unnecessary 
like $25 for parking is egregious. I mean, it's just a lot of money, right? Yes. And it just bothers me that like they still can't include that. Like, what do you really like? You're really gonna be like, hey, pay up twelve fifty. Like, seriously, I paid how much money to be in this park? Um, so it's it's just one of those things that that really bothers me. So yeah. I, I don't I don't know. Fourteen hundred dollars for the top tier pass. That is essentially, um, it's like over a hundred dollars a month. That's a lot. Well, so mo- so we were paying. But at the same time, it was. Like, it's if you go once a month with the top tier, the dream one, right, is the top tier. If you go once a month, right. that pays for itself. Well, right, and that's where we're talking to. Um, we're talking to Tracy, Tracy, friend of the show. <laughs> um, we're talking to Tracy about it and like whether it made sense for her to get the pass or not because yeah. like she's local, you know. But like, who wants to go in the heat right now? Like, you know, it's not and like. With everything going on in the world, you don't really know what's going to happen, whether we have to, you know, mass mandate's going to come back or not. Yeah. And, you know, it's just a lot of risk associated with it. So, yeah. I don't know. It's interesting. It's exciting that they're bringing it back. I'm torn on it because, like, not including parking, I think, is a low blow. That's, like, and, ridiculous. Like, like, how are you going to spend $900 and only get 50% off? Like, they right. got poor. Like, paying almost $1,000. Like, what's going like on? Yeah. Ugh. Like, yeah. I don't know. So. It's uh, interesting. But. This is this is proof that the that the reservation system looks like it's here to stay for the foreseeable future. Yes, um, which I know we're we're like way over time here, but I also wanted to bring uh, this up. So um, Disneyland Paris also soft launched its uh, new Disney Premier Access paid FastPass service today. The pricing was at least revealed. Um, so Disneyland Paris, for context, always had paid FastPasses. There was never like a free option. You always had to pay similarly to like when you go to six flags or any cedar fair park or universal even you have to like you either get the regular ticket and you wait in normal lines or you get the fast lane uh ticket and you can you know skip lines on certain rides whatever um but with this you pay per ride that you want to get on um and there's only a few rides that are available for this um including big thunder mountain uh hyperspace mountain peter pan's flight buzz light your laser blast which is whack um star tours autopia twilight zone tower of terror and the ratatouille ride um the pricing however for this is a little absurd how much would you paul as a person pay to ride buzz light years laser blast in the fast lane i don't even know like i like this this, this like what's what's talking about things what's your price thing i know what the price is i'm pretty oh. sure i saw you, you you send it but like i personally like Fast passes have always been free. I think what I, I was okay with paying for the max pass thing, right? Yeah. That was what ten dollars a day, fifteen dollars a day, yep. and then that was to get like we would get what maybe five fast passes out of that. So I'll round it up and say I'd be willing to pay five dollars to get on early, like to get on, and that's like the max. Like I'm not paying any, like that's ridiculous. Good news, it's fifteen euros, which is currently seventeen and eighty cents. Seventeen dollars and eighty cents. That's USD. like that's just absurd. Like, there's no reason for that. It just like that. Like, I, I hyperspace know, mountain is cheaper. Hyperspace mountain is nine euros. Star Tours is eight euros. Peter Pan's flight is fifteen euros. Big Thunder is twelve euros. Ratatouille is twelve. As you all know, Tower of I'm a 15. big fan of Disney. Yeah. However, this like pisses me off. It just like it really. Irritates if you me. added it all up, it would 
come out to over 100 euros, I think, to get a fast pass for every one of these rides. What are you paying for to get in? Like, that's that's the part that I'm starting to get frustrated I think the with. park, like, Disneyland Park, is not expensive to get in relative to the other parks. Like, Disneyland in California is the most expensive one, where it's like $120 a day. It is. Disneyland it Paris, is. I remember being roughly around like 60 or 70 bucks. Um, it's definitely not as expensive. So that's kind of why I think they can get away with this. And I highly doubt that this would ever come to the U.S. parks. I'd hope, because this is a mess. But if they brought back Max Pass and like made it like 25 bucks, I'd be fine with that. I think Max yeah, Pass I is Yeah, I mean, excellent. like, yeah, I, I would not be opposed to that either, because it's just, you know, yeah. Max Pass is like, it's just like a... It's literally like a flash pass like you'd have in Six Flags where it's, you know, you pay for the day and you go. Yes, and it works yeah, out. This, and it... this per ride shit, I'm not in Wildwood. I'm paying <laughs> like a premium. I'm paying a, over $100 to get through the gates. Like Yes. I mean, you, know, you could just wait in the lines like a poor person. Anyways, all right. Yeah, I, I will wait in the line like a poor person. <laughs> we are at like an hour and a half. And I think this part of the episode, everyone's like, oh, my God, there they go again talking about Disney. But it's fine. It's what we're nerds. We are. Nerds. Justin said, "Wow, way to show no love for Master Master. You mean Blaster Master Zero Three? Wait, did he spell it wrong? He put Master Blaster Zero Three. Wow. Um, Justin doesn't I even know. I don't, I don't understand. What did I? What did I not mention? It used to be. It, it would be in under the Nintendo news, and we were like, "There's no Nintendo news." <laughs> so what? Blaster Master Zero Three that came out this week? Initial release date July twenty eighth. Okay, Justin. Sorry, I didn't realize that's uh, another. <laughs> to be fair, game. it's also coming to PS4, Xbox, and PC, so it's not necessarily Nintendo strictly news. Or maybe it Did, was already uh, on those systems, and it's just now coming to Switch. I don't really know anything no, about this game. It's, no, it's fresh. It's fresh. It's fresh. It's fresh. Okay. So it's um it's from Inti Creates, which uh, is the famed developer of Mighty Number no. Nine. I also don't know what that no. is, but. Oh come on! You don't remember that Mighty Number no. Nine? It was like a big Kickstarter game that failed miserably. Um, no, it came out. It was horrible. <laughs> I don't remember so, that at all. I'll tell you what, my hair is incredibly long. I'm getting a haircut Friday. Can't wait. I'm excited for you. All right, I'm excited for me too. Well, that a bink about wraps up our action packed. He said that a bink. Listen, that about wraps up our action packed, drama filled, wild return to form episode 122. Um, hopefully, we'll be back on like a regular schedule this month. Uh, assuming that news continues to come out. I think there was a big influx of entertainment news because I think uh, Comic-Con at Home happened at some point recently. I, like, But none of this news is attributed directly to that, so I don't know for sure. But um, yes, we are still in the kind of the dog days of summer, as Paul hates to <laughs> hate when I say, um, where, where things are kind of slow trickle and we're you know, traveling around and running and enjoying our lives while we still can. So... Anyways, we'll see if we're back next week. Hopefully we'll be back next week, next Tuesday. If not, we will catch y'all as soon as possible. Talk about being cynical at the end of the podcast, God damn. Listen, it's fine. I'm just being realistic. But anyways, yeah. yes, we hopefully we'll be back next week with a new episode, new content. We'll definitely be on this week streaming, hopefully on Thursdays, playing uh, some Pokemon Unite. Again, Yes. we stream all of our episodes on Twitch live, twitch.tv slash whatthefuncast. Um, Go buy our merch, merch.whatthefuncast.com. Um, join our Discord, discord.whatthefuncast.com. Pretty much put any word in front of .whatthefuncast.com, and it'll probably take you somewhere. Um, so, <laughs> might, might not be the place you're looking might for, not, but it'll take you somewhere. Take you somewhere. <laughs> All right. This is episode 122. It's Paul and Ahmed with What the Funcast signing off.
Peace.